Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. Welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name's Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Stahl. I almost forgot what we're doing. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> he froze. Froze for a minute. Oh, I, I froze? In real life or in, what do you mean? So you, you were starting the intro and then you just froze for a second. Oh, yeah. He, he caught it. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I froze for a second. I was trying to think. So, but anyway, we are doing a podcast this time around and we're covering an interesting topic, I believe. Yeah. I realized on Wednesday we should have done something tax related since it was tax day, but oh, well, too late. Uh, that's true. Oh, no. We mentioned something in the Amazon or not the <laughs> Amazon that we're talking about today. The <laughs> Kickstarter thing about taxes. Yeah. So I think we're covered. Yeah. But. I'm sure everyone feels the same way. Like I, tax day is like a depressing day. No one wants to really be reminded. In fact, on April 15th, once, you know, assuming you make your payments and so forth, you just want to be done and done with it. I like it. I look forward to it. Really? Yeah. Unless you're getting a return, I suppose. suppose that's, that's fun. Well, it's been a while for that though. Yeah. You shouldn't, but Amazon, that's what we're talking about. So it looks like Amazon has finally, after 20 years of business, or 20 years of allowing people to leave reviews for products, it's finally had enough and it just filed its first lawsuit against, I guess, a few companies for selling fraudulent positive reviews. So I, I think I'm still okay because I, you know how I run that negative review website so people can come in and yeah. I, I just leave negative reviews for products. So I, I think that's available. I think you can do that. It probably is. If you're selling a product on Amazon that only has a few competitors, then man, that would be evil, but it's definitely doable. I mean, th- this isn't exactly what I think we were planning on talking about next week with the negative SEO stuff, but it's kind of related in terms of just unfair business practices that harm the business of a competitor. But that's we'll save that for next week. Yeah. So. This lawsuit was just recently filed in uh, Washington State Court against these websites that are buyamazonreviews.com, bayreviews.net. I don't get that one. Is that a typo? Maybe buyreviews.net? <laughs> <laughs> Has to be a typo, right? I think it's a typo, yeah. Buyreviewsnow.com, buyazonreviews.com, oh, whatever. So buy Amazon reviews. You can have unlimited four and five star reviews this week. Our, our skilled writers look at your product Look at your competitor's products and then write state-of-the-art reviews that will sure to generate sales for you. <laughs> Seems like a very questionable thing. I mean, I looked to the Amazon customer review guidelines, which to me aren't very extensive or they need to be more detailed, but it does prohibit, it says who can leave, who can create customer reviews? Anyone who has purchased items from amazon.com. All you ask is you follow the rules below. So technically, I mean, without reading the rules below, but technically you can say, hey, I purchased something from Amazon that entitles me to leave a review on anything. That's how I can read that. But, you know, there are a little bit of safeguards in there and the things that are prohibited below. But one, Amazon needs to improve its review guidelines. And two, these companies probably should word things a little bit better as well. You're right. The, The guidelines are not that great. But this kind of goes to the whole reviewing process online and and the reason why this has become an issue 
is because these reviews make or break the product of selling. And, and there's a lot of Amazon sellers. I mean, Amazon is obviously huge. And we talked about them on Monday, completely unrelated, but it just shows you, I mean, they, they have quite a big dominance when it comes to the online world of, of purchasing. And so with a bad review comes with loss of sales. And so it's become very competitive in that nature. But you, you also note there, there has been a little bit of a backlash from a consumer perspective because now everyone kind of gets an idea that these Amazon reviews are not to be trusted. I mean, uh, at least I have. I mean, when, when I review something on Amazon, I, I assume a lot of them are fake just because I'm, I'm aware of what's going on out there. Really? I, I mean, I've never thought too much into it. We just bought a bunch of things on Amazon. Well, again, it depends on who the product, what the product is. I mean, because there's reviews for the sellers that may not be Amazon, like it's a fulfillment of Amazon, but then the product themselves is a whole different issue. And if it's a reputable product, like for example, if I buy a, I don't know, a DVD or a video game, I, I assume Microsoft is not paying to leave a positive review on an Xbox game, you know? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But one thing that one thing that Amazon did this last year, I believe it's been a, more than a year now probably, is they added that line that says this is a verified review. And th that's all well and good, but even with this company that's, by, for example, buyamazonreviews.com, they actually sell not only positive reviews, but verified purchase reviews. So they actually, you pay them to buy the product and so that they become a verified purchaser and then they leave a positive review. Very clever. And their prices for, if you guys are interested, <laughs> three reviews starts at $74.26. At least one of them described it as for $19 to $22 per review, it'll provide five-star write-ups in a slow drip manner to avoid detection by the retailer. What I also found interesting reading one of these FAQs on one of the the Amazon buying sites was a question. Do we have to write the reviews? No, you cannot provide pre-written reviews. Reviews will be written from the reviewers only after using your product and they will write accordingly to their choice or how they rate the product. Smiley face emoticon. <laughs> so what it says is these people that are they're leaving the reviews are actually using the product, which I'm skeptical of to say the least. Yeah. Very interesting. If you guys remember our episode where we interviewed those guys, one of the co-founders of Revleap, they were being sued for something similar by Yelp. Oh yeah. It's different than this company because what they were doing was, okay, as, as he explained it, as you exited the dentist's office, you would get a text message to review. And if you had a positive experience, it would send you to Yelp to leave a positive review. If you had a negative experience, it would say something like, hey, you know, how can we do better? That's a little bit different than paying other third parties to leave positive reviews, which is what is being accused here. But not only that, this is what they say on their website that they do. And the allegations are very similar. Trademark infringement, unfair business practices. What else is in there? Trademark infringement, unfair business practice. <laughs> Were you laughing because you just said what I said? <laughs> False advertising, uh, violations of the Anti-Cyber Squatting Consumer Protection Act. Yeah, the cyber squatting is interesting because they have, for example, buyamazonreviews.com. Amazon is in the domain name. And so the domain name, what Amazon is saying, you are using our name, Amazon, to infringe on our trademark within the domain name. And so... We talked about this a couple of weeks ago regarding all those top level domain names with uh, Taylor Swift and so forth. And this is a real world example of that. Yeah. And 
like you're saying, this is different than having someone who actually uses a product or service, having them write their view as opposed to these companies that are pumping out these reviews. You know, this is the price per review, pay us and we'll put a review. And allegedly people use these products that they're buying on Amazon, which like I said, I'm very skeptical of that. So, you know, to me, that's a level even worse. I know that Yelp prevents people from soliciting reviews but this isn't you know these people that are buying the buy amazon reviews are not soliciting they're just paying for falsified things you're basically just paying money to put up what is probably or at least somewhat fake information up there or at least fake reviews so and and to give an opportunity as i always or to take an opportunity as i'm always going to take it when it's offered to bash yelp to compare yelp Yelp's review system to Amazon. I mean, uh, I think most people are, are vaguely familiar with Amazon's review system. They have some kind of voting system where you can say that this review was helpful or not. It'll also juxtapose both a positive, a featured positive review and a featured negative review to kind of give you an idea of what's going on there, where Yelp makes its own decisions with its so-called algorithm to filter the reviews indiscriminately. And so, when it sues Revleap or if it sues these other companies, I don't have as much sympathy for Yelp because they manipulate their own ratings in the, in the same way that these other companies are. Where compare that to Amazon, no review system is going to be perfect, but I think theirs is a little bit more fair. And all they're trying to do is, is not make it unfair for other competitors. They're actually trying to make their review system more credible by getting rid of these companies that put up these so-called false reviews. And that is something, you know, I think that's something good. That's something positive. You got to it before I could ask you is, you know, what's what's Amazon's motivation to to file this lawsuit? And I think you're right. It's they want to make their review system credible, which is the opposite of Yelp from what we from what you and I understand or what we've been told by other people that have experienced it firsthand. So, you know, I I'm not a big fan of filing lawsuits, but I kind of applaud Amazon for taking this step saying, hey, we want to be as credible as possible. And these businesses are tearing into our, the credibility of these reviews. You know, what I find weird is also how many of these lawsuits that we've been covering for trademark infringement just because these websites use the other company's logo on their website. You know, there are there are exceptions. Like, for example, if we're covering Amazon and we're talking about Amazon and we use a photo that we have rights to with an Amazon logo on it on our article, that's one thing. But having a whole website that we're trying to sell services related to Amazon and putting putting a, their logo on, on our website, I, I'm still surprised people are so oblivious to trademark law in that respect. Nah, I'm not that surprised. I, I guess, yeah, I'm, as a lawyer, you're right. I mean, we, we shouldn't be that surprised, but. The key is that it's just trying to, just trying to trick or convince the actual business or consumer into to thinking there's some sort of affiliation, so. Yeah, and and if you think about it though, not only Revly got in trouble with this, but skiplag.com, that was a trademark infringement because they had these airlines' logo on it. And, yeah. And skip lags, for example, and even Revleap, that trademark infringement is, is is their strongest argument. Everything else is kind of weak, you know? And so if you were to get rid of that aspect of things, it'd be much more difficult for them to go after you. Yeah. So I kind of applaud this move by Amazon. Almost makes up for uh, all the bad things we've talked about that they've done. Yeah, I agree. Well, we talked about Google a couple of days ago, right? You know, as far as a good or a bad company and, you know, Amazon and Google, they're huge, huge companies and Apple, and they're not perfect, but 
one of the reasons why I don't like Uber and Yelp is because from a fundamental perspective at the core of it, they have a lot of disconnect with doing what's good. And Amazon, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying they're perfect, but just like in the same with Google is, you know, they, they have a better philosophy, a better approach, even though Google's motto of do no evil, if I recall, right? Is that Google or Apple? I can't remember. Google. That's their corporate motto. And whether they follow that and maybe in the beginning they have, but just just the aspect that that is their that is their motto. At least that's what they are aspiring to, is a lot better than you know what else is out there. And I think that's important from a business perspective when we are in business and small business to large business is that you know we are now I'm getting on a rant here, but we're all citizens of the society to be able to have a positive effect. And you can do that. You can make a bunch of money and still have a positive effect in to society and. And, and do things in a in a pretty cool and not evil way. Yeah. Just a real, real quick side story. There's, you know how I live close to to North Park. Yeah. In San Diego, uh-huh. there's a business that a restaurant that closed down uh, maybe a year ago. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but the owners of the business wrote like on the window and you know whatever drawing stuff you can use to write on windows like another small business put out of put out of business by big businesses, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But North Park's like all these small, like one, <laughs> one location business. <laughs> what what kind of business was it? It was just a restaurant. I think it was like a vegan or vegetarian restaurant. But the, the restaurant that's there now that my wife and I have gone to many times since it's open is like this very small Mexican restaurant now that <laughs> is clearly not big business, <laughs> like barely has a website online, like it's just fun. I was like, what do you mean you're shut down by big businesses when every business surrounding you is like a a one shop operation? So I just thought that was kind of funny. I, I'm of, I'm in the camp that I mean I don't big business is fine. I just I think the reason why big business has a bad rap is because they tend to do evil because they're not taking considerations alternative factors because when you have your publicly traded organization you have to answer to your shareholders and the only thing that your shareholders care about is your bottom line whereas in a small business you can make decisions that are are a little bit more murky than that but yeah that's to use the excuse that all business you know that the big business put them out of business i I think they would need a little more explanation than that yeah just i mean there is a uh jack-in-the-box down the road that's what a lot of people complain jack-in-the-box a lot of people complain about that being there because it doesn't fit the aesthetic aesthetic of north park jack-in-the-box is based in san diego right i mean they started there right if i recall i know they have their innovation center up in kearney mesa i don't know you're asking the wrong person on that one (laughs) (laughs) i used to drive i used to live in that area so i always wanted to go in that innovation center and and try out their new stuff. <laughs> They're just creating all these crazy new <laughs> new food items, just hybrids. Honestly, the place is huge, so I would be surprised if they're they're you know. Well, anyway, that's our Jack in the Box episode. So you know, <laughs> yeah. thanks for joining us. And now I'm getting a little hungry. I'm gonna go eat some lunch. Yeah, well, it's a little bit later in the day for you, so still kind of early for me. Four a.m. Four a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. All right, keep us on, keep us smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. 
No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.